You are listening to Pyrocopy. Yes, yes, Sue FM is Pirate Copy back in the building. End type myself, Sergeant Pokes. Tonight, got a very special guest on board with us, a very good friend of mine going back a couple, a couple years now. We got a couple years between us. Georgina, drums of the South, cook in the building. How are you, my dear? Blap, blap. <laughs> blap, blap and all of that. I'm good, thank you. How are you, Pope? I'm pretty good, man. I'm pretty good. Thank you for meeting with us, giving us some of your time. Of course. Anything for you guys. Ah. <laughs> ah. So, uh, if you didn't know, Georgina recently released the Drums of the South book, uh, which showcasing some of the most important uh, moments of the dubstep beginning days and some real behind-the-scenes insights to what was going on at the time. So we're going to get into a little bit of chat about that. How is it? Yeah, um, it's pretty cool. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm, you know, that was like number one on my bucket list of things to achieve. Yeah. Um, and I've done it with the help of many people. Absolutely smashed it. Um, thank you. Uh, I think it. I'll feel, I'll feel even better about it once. I've finished sending out the backlog of books. Yeah, was it a bit overwhelming how it's, much? Uh, yeah. it's, it's been a lot. It's basically like there's a lot of um, global orders, which mm -hmm. is amazing. But um, right now it's pretty difficult, right? It's Anything really global. hard sending stuff yeah. abroad and there's like loads of paperwork involved. Yeah, everything's changed up because now you've got to, you've yeah. got to declare where the, where's this paper from and everything now, right? Everything down to the smallest detail. Exactly, right? every single thing. Yeah. So even if I put a flyer in with the book, I've got to list that on the customs form. I've got to yeah. write invoices. I've got to attach it. It's so wild. Did you end up doing more units than you originally expected to do? Or are you about, are you where you kind of wanted to be or? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. I think yeah. I've, I've actually had to stop the orders really? momentarily whilst I catch up. Yeah. Um, but I reckon uh, I should be sold out by uh, summer. Amazing. Like easily. Because so, initially it was gonna, you were doing the run, it was like, pre-order on kit like kind of like a kickstarter pre-order originally right yeah but now you're kind now it's actually gone beyond that now it's general sales amazing and it's still only me selling them but as soon as i've cleared my back that's some wu-tang shit george yeah. that's like out of the back of the car <laughs> shit i love it but as soon as i've cleared my all my backlog mm -hmm. then i'm going to give a few books here and there to different yeah, yeah. booksellers that are interested and um uh, and then it kind of takes the burden off me a little bit as well I love the fact that you did the, um, not the launch, but I guess like the acknowledgement show at the um, the Museum of Youth Culture. Uh, I've never been there before. Yeah. And that's a wicked little spot. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, um, they're actually about to move because that was a that was a spot that it was temporary right. with the hope that they would be there for longer, but it hasn't worked out. So they're a bit nomadic anyway. Yeah, um, like youth culture. Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah. Like, just like youth culture. But what they do is, is incredible. Um, you know, a museum of youth culture, like, yeah, we need, yeah, we we need that. that. We really missed that, right? Mm. We missed having that. I like the fact that one of the rewards you were doing for the Kickstarter campaign was that people could buy a book for it to go into a museum or into like, into like a school. Yeah. That's some, that's some G shit, man. I yeah. love that. I love that. Yeah. So, um, uh, buy a book, give a book yeah. basically. And, um, it was only in the UK because mm -hmm. it would have been too hard to do it in other countries but yeah essentially you could buy two books and one of them you could donate to an organisation yeah. or library of your choice yeah man um, so quite a few people picked that which was nice but I've also set aside a certain amount of my own to, uh -huh. to give to libraries you know there's like 
Yeah, I, I want this. I mean, photo books are expensive. They're not, you know, they're, they're expensive to produce, they're expensive to buy, yeah. and they're hard to get hold of. So I want the book to be in places that people yeah. find it. So there's a photo book library here in St. Leonard's, which I'm involved in. So they're yeah. going to have a couple. And then like... Um, let's go over to South Norwood Library, man. Let's do a little... In, exactly. Let's do an in-store in South yeah. Norwood Library. Black Cultural Archives in Brixton. I yeah. want to make sure they've got one. Yeah, that's and, awesome. You know, just... It feel, that feels really important to me. Yeah. Like, to give back. Um, yeah. That's just... I want people to be able to access it, basically. Yeah. Not to be like mega exclusive. Yeah, so, um, yeah, congratulations on the book, man. Thank and the you. book launch was amazing. Thank you for being part of it. Mate, it was wicked. <laughs> Thanks for inviting me. It's quality. Well, I saw it invite myself in the end. <laughs> no, no, it's great. Oh, I'll play some records if you want. Yeah, it was amazing. You turned up with a bag of dubs. In fact, let's roll a dub right now. This is some guy with DD6. I FM, you're listening to Pirate Copy. On today's show, we have OBF as our foreign correspondent. And... Coming from where? Though? Where are they coming from? This From France. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Monge to Rodney. Yeah. And then we also have Defuse doing a past, present and future mix. Ah, uh, Croydon. Yep. And all vinyl as well. Ah. can always tell when you're listening. Uh, and also drums in the south with us oy for oy. the whole show. Oi, 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 drums. Oi, drums. I got a little... Um, Got a tough question for you, so I'm gonna plot I'm gonna plant this one now, and maybe we'll revisit this one towards okay. the end. Just give you a little time to stew it over. I don't want to put you on the spot. I want three if you can do three, five if you've got three, I'll take one, one will do. <laughs> uh of a moment or key moments from um the age of dubstep. Okay. Are you ready to just go in like that? Yeah. Uh well I can I'll give you what I'll give you a little tease. Oh, now. I guess a tease. So obviously going to forward for the first time. Do you remember who was the lineup? Uh, I don't, but I remember that youngster was playing because he was always playing. He was always playing. Uh, and I remember going down the stairs down to the basement 
my heart was like yep. bang, 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 bang. Hold bang. tight, Amy on the door. Yes, <laughs> Amy on the door. And going down and like the you like the more you go down the steps the yeah, yeah. the louder the bass gets. And, and it got loud, man. Yeah. And then going th- going through the door and then it at first it wasn't what I expected because it was this busy bar. Yeah. Really sort of like quite bustling and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the contrast between that bar area yeah. and the dance floor and the darkness and yeah, like life-changing yeah. really that place so georgie yeah was there any specific tunes djs producers artists that influenced the way you took your photos so i think the sound as a whole obviously influenced my photos yeah um i think really early influences were code nine and hyperdub in general i don't they just they've always been such a solid and interesting label that kind of I don't know, a lot of their music's quite visual as well. I always felt it was a bit of a different polish with like hyperdub stuff back then. It just kind of, it just Dr. Code Nine's aesthetic, innit? He just like, he's a visionary. And there was always something, hyperdub always felt other. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like, it wasn't like, it wasn't like temper. It wasn't like vehicle or road or, or anything else. It was hyperdub. Totally. So actually a lot of the time as well, um, I don't know if you remember, but I used to take pictures and then upload them to Flickr and then blog about them and then link them to the well, forum. Well, of the South was a blog. It was, yeah. And a lot of my captions were named after tunes. So I went to Marseille, for example, and for not, for, not for music, just for a little trip. And, you know, I was thinking about, like, horsepower tunes, like they've got a tune called Marseille or something, on the run. So, like, I'd name a lot of my pictures after tunes. Yeah, and then um, I think... Like burial has been quite a big influence on on my photos because I always linked the music to the environment and I feel like you can hear the environment in his tunes so oh, big time so much the atmosphere is just yeah undeniable it's just amazing totally it's like watching a film isn't it and 100%. it's just the, the textures yeah so many textures yeah do you know what actually I met burial. Thanks to you. Oh, right. It's just one of them people you d- I didn't think I'd ever meet. Yeah. And then when I met him, I thought, I kind of recognise you. He was kind of around, though. Tell us a little bit about Drums of the South blog. Yeah, so um, Drums of the South, the name um, was, I saw a guy in, t- in Croydon wearing a T-shirt which said Drums of the South Seas, like D-R-U-M-S. And I think that was kind of uh, a film. There used to be like loads of films about like the Pacific, and I think it was some, some like a Pacific Islands film. You know, I saw it and I was like, "Drums of the South." Like, that's exactly what what I'm into. That's what I'm in. That's what I want to write about. I'm writing about beats. I'm writing about the South, like South London. And at that time, it pretty much was all from South London. Yeah, drums, mate. Yeah, dubstep and all the rest of it. Yeah. So I was working for. A, this is how South London I am. I was working for a newspaper called the South London Press <laughs> as a photographer. So, a South, 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 so South, much self, so much self. Um, and uh, I was listening to drum and bass. I was going out to drum and bass. I was going to Spectrum at the Black Sheep Bar, which is where I met Pokes. Hello. Um, I was going to In Perspective Nights. I was going to like UK hip hop. I was going to Brixton Academy. I was going to live stuff. And uh, I wanted to write about it and, you know, share my photos I was taking. So I was photographing 
music anyway in, in and around South London and um, and then dubstep came along and it was like oh my days you know like best thing ever have to get involved in this I started an A4 newsletter called Drums of the South using my um, com computers and photocopies at the place that I worked in at the newspaper and then I distributed a couple of copies of that not copies um, issues I used to go to Big Apple and like just turn up at like yeah. Pokes' house or just like drive around and drop them off at people's houses and it was my house was the studio at that time as well yeah. like and Mala had the studio there yeah uh, Davidson Road wasn't it yeah exactly um, and then blogging I saw like blogging came along and it was a no brainer to like move from doing A4 analogue newsletters which take time to blogging because it's so instant yeah. and you've got that global audience well then just talking about about global in that time uh, everything was pretty different you know uh, labor government pre-austerity measures were you responding to life knowingly or you know did you feel like you were like reporting from the front lines of a very changing time it was more just sort of serendipitous like um following my nose following my passions yeah um and it was only with time that i kind of um I had the kind of understanding that it was that you know that I suddenly had a role in a way and yeah. it almost felt like a responsibility like yeah. I've got this skill and I've got this tool to document so yeah. uh, and this and I felt like what was happening um, especially early dubstep was so important and so valuable and such a cultural moment yeah that uh, yeah, it was like, I have to do this. Yeah. I have to document this for future generations. But there was a few people, I think, that, that recognised that, like, in the same breath, you can't not big up Depot and, and Boom Noise, who, at that time, there weren't there weren't people, like, archiving radio. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and Blackdown as well. Shout out Martin Clark. But people weren't doing that. Like, radio, radio didn't have that consideration. It was like, there was no listen. There was mm. no listen back. I'm glad that you clocked, it was a cultural moment. It was something new, something that needed to be documented. Because to be honest, at the time, I didn't really have a clue what I was doing. And I think a lot of us were in the same thing. We would well, just like the music. It wasn't a career option, it was it? It was just well, like you DJ and go to work. It never was for me, it never was. You go to work and then DJ at the weekend sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, it was just, like, I like music, and I like this is the music we make, and, yeah. and I like this rave, this rave's decent, I like going to it. I just was enjoying myself, do you yeah. know what I mean? But the fact that you clocked that, yeah, we need to get this down. We need to document this. That is thanks to people like you who've actually got something now to give and say, here you go, this is actually what happened. This is what it looked like. Because a lot of us thought we weren't taking snaps. No. We weren't like, we were just doing what we do. And if we were, it would have been on a, on a, on a Nokia, okay? yeah. oh, well, on I used Vodafone. To have, I used to have the old... Yeah. Yeah. The old um, five pound, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, the little Kodak, Kodak cameras, yeah. But to jump back into, jump back into a track, um, one of those, one of those first dubstep tracks that made you go, "Fuck, I'm into this." Yeah, you know the answer. I think already. I know the answer to this. <laughs> um, B. I knew it because <laughs> it was mine as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, Mala played me B, and bloody hell, that that driving kind of bassline. To my mind, it's still one of the best tunes he's done. I don't like. He hasn't, he hasn't written many tunes better than B. Yeah. To be honest, he might he might produce better now. He might yeah. like his production might be better. But that that raw, wild, feral that tune is feral. It's feral. It's so feral. minimal as well. Yeah. Like, yeah, B. amazing. Oh! 
was Mala. DMZ001, track entitled B. This is Pirate Copy, N-Type and Pokes. We are joined by Georgina Cook, Drums of the South. All right, George? All right. All right. <laughs> so, we're going to keep it coming with the questions. The interrogation goes on. <laughs> what was it that led to you wanting to capture image and what do you look for in a photo? What makes you what makes you hit snap? Uh, so what makes me want to take pictures? I've always had this like really strong urge to record my life, and I don't know whether that's because I often feel like life is running away from me because I've got a bit of a weird brain. Like well, I find it hard to catch up with myself. So I used to write a lot when I was a kid. I used to write such cringy diaries, anything that would just mean that I could get down what was going on. And then uh, my parents are quite creative, so they used to encourage anything that I did. And they give me like little cameras and stuff. So I was taking pictures from a really young age. Um, and yeah, just progressed, you know, from taking pictures as a hobby to doing it as a professional. Um, I love how instant it is. I love how visual it is. Uh, you know, I love the whole canon of photography. I think it's such an amazing medium. Um, you, like on the bookshelf behind you, you can see there's a lot of photography books up there. Um, I've always really rated other music photographers, and yeah, just so, love it. So, when it comes to like your style, mm. has it changed over the years, or is it something that's always stuck with you, or did it start at an early age and then just carry on through, or did you know each like little period of time, like for instance with the, the dubstep book? Was that a certain style or did you, is, is this style always carried on? Yeah, no, I think, um, I think obviously when you first start working with any medium, you're just finding your feet and you maybe try a bit of everything. And then I just came, I'm not, I'm not like massively sort of, I'm more interested in the composition than, you know, how perfect it is technically. So. That's I like am. me with graphics. The composition is the most important thing. Yeah. Even like the placing of where the colour goes on the page and all that sort of stuff. It's all really important. Yeah. So like I'm more interested in capturing a moment than I am making sure that the aperture is perfect or the lighting's perfect. Even though I am te very technically adept now, I can use my camera and I know it inside and out. Composition is important. What I think that with the with the drums of the south stuff. It was very, very like saturated. So I was either using colour or black and white. Very no, contrasty. I guess from the early things of like taking pictures at forward, and it was pitch black, just mm. the red light. And I think yeah. that informed. I feel I feel like that informed a lot of um, beyond photography anyway. Just like a lot of imagery from around that time. I feel like kind of setting it. And then it always makes me think of labyrinth. In Dawson was like the same thing, right? Mm. Just the red light above the decks and that. So I feel like when I think of a lot of those old images. Yeah, it is that sort of, like one colour, like one colour in the dark sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Red or orange yeah. or like an amber. Or the fire exit above someone's head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you you know, you, yeah, you are always constantly looking for light sources when you're in a dark environment. Um, I would also bring my flash down and... See, that um, must have been hard, isn't it? There's, there's like two reasons why it's challenging. One is that it's dark and I don't want to ruin the vibe i don't want to mess with the vibe and mess with the flow so i had to make those decisions i had to be like i've got to make a choice between disrupting the vibe or missing a moment 
and you, you know never what I did, mean? you never disrupted so, nothing. That's one thing which was always wicked. I've got you were, so you were crafty. I've got, got so crafty many, one here. so many photos of people going like this though, like like hiding their, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I've hurt their eyes kind of thing. Like I've got a picture of Jammer just being like, oh, what have you done? And like, you know, just I've got loads of pictures like that where the, the flash was just so intense because it was such a dark room. Um, but I did. I tried not to use it too much. Mm -hmm. That was the key. Well, you you set the tone because people would then be like, when someone's like, oh, uh, can I take photos or whatever? It was like people were like, well, hadn't thought about it before, and then were like, well, if you're going to take photos, you need to take photos like how Georgina takes photos. Don't stand in front of the decks. Like you need to not be like like you say, not interfering with the vibe. You need to kind of. So I think you definitely set the set the bar of what people expected. And I, t I tell you what, and another thing like that, it got the same with raves. Like mm. when we were going to certain raves in different places, different countries, all these different places, it was like, no, you don't do the lighting like that. Yeah, yeah. You do it like forward or you do it like DMZ. Yeah. It was like that. Well, that's what they talk, you know, that's what people talk about when, when we talk about like pioneering, like forward was pioneering, you yeah. know. It did set, that was it. It set the tone for the whole 100%. scene. Like that's that's the standard. Yeah, that yeah, that was the yeah, yeah. dark and the sound is that the most was the experience. important thing. And the like, first time you kind of went to somewhere that was all lit up, you know, or we you know we'd be doing turn mills, room five at turn mills, <laughs> and you walk in and it's literally like actual light bulbs and stro strobe lighting, and it's just like you just can you too just, much? Do we just bring all of that down? But it was the same with the dub plates thing. Yeah, like already some genres had started going over to digital. Yeah. And, it, and I remember bare people from other genres going like, you're still playing dub plates. You're cutting dub plates yeah. every week. Yeah, man, we're cutting and dub plates. And it's slapping. <laughs> yeah. Let's go back to the dubs. Have you got another tune from back in those days? You could just slide into yeah, now. Yeah, I always meant, I always talk about Highland Spring. Oh, um, Benny Hill versus classic. Hatcher. I mean, so Dubstep All Stars Volume 1 mixed by DJ Hatcher was after listening to B. Yeah. That was the next... My next that was the next like, tape you wore out. Yeah, <laughs> and actually Mala lent me that tape, and I've still got it. Yeah, sorry, Mala. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you deserve it. I think we've already we've already we've already cleared the air on yeah. it, so it's fine. But um, yeah, that it was just such an amazing amazing mix, and it had a lot of um, horsepower tracks on it, and some LB and stuff. Mm. And oh yeah. God, yeah. man, the vibes like those. That, it felt, that tune felt very apart from a lot of other stuff at that time as well. It, it definitely for me, it did something. It sat somewhere else. It sounded like a collaboration between. Yeah. I can just like close my eyes and the flute. Yeah, that flute. It just take yeah. me somewhere else. Yeah. It's just insane. I love it. Big shout. All right. Coming up now on the pirate copy as selected by drums of the South. This is Highland Spring. Horsepower Hatcher. Thank you. 
So that was Hatch and Benny Ill, Highland Spring. Classic from back in the day, man. Big up Tempo, that come out of Tempo as well. Out to Soldier. So we're here with Drums of the South. And just looking at the wall behind us, there's a pretty significant moment that you orchestrated. And that was, that was, yeah, dubstep and an, an exhibition of your photos at the Tate. How yeah. did that, that kind of all come to be? So um, Stance Podcast, which is a really great podcast run by Crystal, um, God, Crystal Genesis, that's okay. her name. So she's a South Londoner. It's a pretty sick name, isn't it? Yeah, it's an amazing name. Um, she's a South Londoner and is well into music. And Stance were programming a couple of nights at Tate, like Tate Lates. And so she put a call out for ideas. And so I answered the call yeah. and said, I want to do, um, I want to do this thing called Who Wants a Rewind? Who Wants a Rewind? I remember Crazy D used to say that quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, we talked it? about it. <laughs> yeah. We talked about ideas and, you know, um, my idea was a bit bigger than what ended up happening. There was like going to be multiple screens and all yeah. this. And actually talking to Crystal, we boiled it down to something a lot more minimal. Yeah. And it ended up being... Um, a sound system in a dark room with my photos projected on the wall yeah. and the the system was playing um, some recordings from Forward yeah. which I'd gotten hold of online probably thanks to Depot yeah, yeah. <laughs> somewhere some, some way it was, would have it, been it was Forward so I had it on my I'm pretty sure it was a set from Forward that I had I used to have it on my um, my MySpace player right I had, I'm pretty sure I had it on my or the first 15 minutes of it on my yeah. MySpace I'm, I'm, I think it was that set and what's so beautiful about that mix is you can hear, yeah, the MCs. So yeah. you're on it. And yeah. then there's another, I think there were two mixes. There was one which Crazy D was on and one which you're on. Yeah. And then you could also hear the crowd. Yeah, man. So it was kind of like... Um, it just added that ambience into yeah. the space as well, didn't it? Yeah. So there was no DJ in the room, but it, it felt, really like felt like it. you were back. It was like a ghost almost. Yeah, it really felt like someone was playing. I kept, yeah. sort, of, I kept sort of, yeah, like... Because it weirded me out because it was like, oh, cra like crazy's here. And I'm like, no, because a minute ago it was you talking and you're not playing either. Yeah. This is all like, <laughs> this is all, yeah. And then what was funny about it was um, that there were other things going on that night musically. So there was like an NTS thing going up, going on That's on the right. bridge. Up That's in, right. Up at the yeah, yeah. And earlier, earlier on in the evening before we got started, you know, Crystal was like, and the other people, the other team were like, we're going to have to keep it to a certain level because otherwise there's going to be a sound clash between, you know, you guys. And then literally within an hour, Crystal's yeah. like running in and she's like, turn it up, turn yeah, it yeah. up. And then before you know it, there's a whole like going off, whole man. party going on. And I was just standing at the back with this big grin on my face, just watching everyone yeah. just like, yes. There's a little dubstep was, rave in the Tate Modern. I would say that was a pretty <laughs> big moment in the in the thing of things. I, I'm so glad I, I'm so glad I, I came yeah. You know, one of them ones, it was, you know, sometimes when you're a bit stoned midweek and you stop, you know, oh, it's a night off, maybe I'll... And I was like, no, man, it's... Yeah. It's the house that take. Like, yeah. that's a thing. That's a that's a real thing. It was amazing. It was huge. Like, I used to go to Tate Britain, which yeah. is the one that's in Pimlico yeah, when yeah. I was a kid, because my family um, live on the estate right next to the Tate, like the mm. big estate in Pimlico, which like ships. They live there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, right, yeah. my mum used to take me there quite a lot. So... Like, you know, messaging my mum and being like, mum, I'm going to do yeah, yeah. doing something at Tate. It was just like, wow. Yeah, man. 
That's so. a, a nice, uh, a nice completion of the yeah, of the circuit. Totally. Um. So to, to then to speak to the Tate and to kind of go back to what we were saying before about photography and about like what you know, what you look for in a photo and like and maybe some sort of other photographers that inspired you or visual artists that inspired you and really like and still motivate you perhaps. Yeah. So I think that when. When you go from thinking about a picture as a single image to a picture that is part of a series, that changes what you take pictures of. So, um, you know, I've always really liked, I've always really liked to sort of photograph what's there and not and not kind of interrupt it or disrupt it too much. You know, not not really get people to pose. Obviously, people do. Like there are lots of pictures, especially in the back of the book, Rogues Gallery, where people have come up and given me a smile. But generally, I like to just photograph what's there and what's happening and let life pass in front of the camera. Um, but then, yeah, when I started thinking about this as a, as, a, as a document or a record of something or of a, of a moment, then it was like, OK, I'm going to photograph people's trainers. I'm going to photograph what people are drinking. Mm. I'm going to like hone in on what people are wearing, people's yeah. T-shirts, like all the little details. Time significant things. Exactly, mm. like signifiers of the time. Um, because that's the thing I guess it's kind of waste, not wasted on us but you kind of take for granted if you don't think about these things like we look at a picture of the 70s and go oh this is the 60s or 70s and we kind of maybe don't have that as much when you see like yeah photos from them with all the boot cut jeans and like big DC trainers and etnies and things like you're like oh yeah well this is obviously early 2000s kind of thing you know and like, I love I loved those 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 indicators that that I see when I look at your work, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm really into that as well. I, I, you know, speak to colleges and stuff quite a lot about my work and I always, we always talk about signifiers. I let them point stuff out. I show them pictures and I'm, I'm like, what in this picture says something about the era? Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, there's like the, the classic picture of um, Maller and Koki in the studio. Yeah. There's a PC. Yeah. There's, um, you know, <laughs> certain, certain, <laughs> there's CDs, yeah. there's yeah, certain yeah. trainers that they're wearing. Everybody's smoking in the rave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Everyone's yeah. smoking in the rave. It's like, you know, there's a guy that I know, Jamie, who works with Museum of Youth Culture, who's doing an MA in in, in folklore, and he's interested in smoking and how that's almost like smoking the rave is almost like it's almost like a f kind of folk story now. Like, yeah. you know, it's so weird, isn't it? Like yeah. how it. And I remember that the the changeover was so like pivotal as well yeah. like it was so different like the vibe in the rave got weird for a bit because you'd have DJs just jump on or a DJ would be finishing and people would be like right quick let's get outside for a ciggy quickly and it really started breaking up the vibe of uh, what a dance was and also the other thing was is when we used to go forward everyone was blazing and it was just that was the vibe of it and it yeah. really had that vibe it, it had a thing with it so the changeover was really weird it was it was 50% you suddenly had 50% of people on the dance floor and 50% outside smoking, whereas before everyone was united. Yeah. And it and don't get me wrong, it was horrible. Like you'd come home and you'd stink of cigarettes and I didn't miss that yeah. at all. But, it, but I, I do think the the nature of, like we got, you say we like, oh, you get used to it. But what I think we actually got used to is, is that the, like the sound changed. The sound definitely changed after the smoke ban. Like a lot of that sort of, that the, the roots rockersy sort of vibe, it de I feel like the smoking ban is when it stopped being a dance and started being a rave. I think that is, that's when like, that was like a significant shift and it was 100%. like, you know, there was always people like, there's always people taking noughties in the party, but 
when like the majority of the dance was yeah I heard you did I heard you I heard you didn't know that George I heard you didn't know that people were being a little bit naughty I didn't know I told her sweet innocent little me I told you a dirty secret so this this is gonna perfectly segue into another question I wanted to ask you so Jums of the South was a blog before blogging really caught on as we was discussing and it was also an event would you revisit either of those things in the current settings that we live now and what do you think has changed most within those things i kind of have been exploring the idea of doing some events mm -hmm. again um in the same similar vein to what i did at the tate yeah. on the book launch so the combination like installation of, kind of yeah photos yeah. and music um i'm just trying to find a time when i'm just have a little bit less on my plate so that I can actually yeah. focus on it. But like, I'd love to do a show in Croydon and a show in Manchester. And I've, a got, show in I've got a venue for you in Croydon. Let's do it. Okay, nice one. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, so that definitely scoop. Blogging. I don't think I've got the attention span. Yeah. To do to do that anymore. Like I think the fact that you kind of that you have to be really consistent. You have to kind of it has to be at least like three or four posts a week. You can't yeah. kind of like have that intermittent. Yeah. Blogging was just a, a really natural step for me from like going from doing zines and newsletters and stuff. It was a natural step. And then over time, it just, yeah, Instagram came along and yeah. then it's like, oh, this is even easier than blogging. It's even yeah. more instant and quicker. What was it like to, so, because obviously you were, like you say, you started out like with uh, Flickr. And I think, I think you would have put, I think you might have even shown me about photos. Either you or Hera, that was like photo bucket. Uh, that was probably Hera. Was it Hera? So what was it like kind of feeling like you were, I imagine it was quite frustrating where you've sort of been working on a platform that is image-based, it's all about sharing. And then it's like, oh no, we're, we're basically doing what you're doing. We're just over here doing it on this other thing. Like, did you, how did you find the energy to sort of yeah. port that over? Uh, I mean, I, I, I really liked Instagram and, and Flickr kind of, um, how can I say this nicely? Don't. Just say it. <laughs> it basically screwed us all up because it yeah. was like, this is free. You can put as many photos as you we want. And then suddenly they were like, you have to pay us £20 a month or yeah, whatever. Right. And you only get a thousand, you know, they just screwed us all up. And yeah. it was like, okay, see you later then. Um, so, yeah. And then Instagram came along and it was like, well, let's just use that. But um, I am, that said, as much as I like Instagram, and I do really like it, I am also... I am also still interested in in making work and using media that is a little bit more slower and thought about. So like, I love podcasting. I, I made a podcast uh, a couple of years ago called Vision of Sound. Uh, I did eight episodes. There's a lot of work involved, a lot of production. I love broadcasting and I would love to like, take a step into broadcasting at some point as well. Cause I just really, I think it's an, an amazing medium. I like hearing stuff as well as seeing, so. You know, and I think that we're st it's still it's still really early days. Like blogging and the whole MySpace and all of that Web 2.0, that's only been around for 20 years. Yeah, yeah. And we're all still young. Yeah, we're still young. Technology is like web technology is still young. Who knows what's going to come yeah. next? You know. So I'm open. I'm open to whatever platform kind of grabs me. Really. The metaverse. We're going to get into a little mix. Entype's going to mix it. You're going to curate. I'm the selector, basically. You are the, the selector. <laughs> this is Swoo. We're chatting to Georgina Cook, Drums of the South, if you didn't know. But I think before we get into that mix, I think if there's one more tune that you could that we could just play as a standalone piece from you before we go over to the mix.
Okay, uh, let's go Den of Drums. Den of Drums, Code 9. I, I thought it was going to be a Vex track. I'll be honest, I thought you were going to draw for a Vex there track. Is a, there is always a Vex track in my head. All right. This is Swoo, Pirate Copy, N-Type, Pokes, Drums of the South. Pirate Copy. So that was Den of Drums, Code 9. Big, big tune. Uh, so before we jump into the mix, gotta go back to the roll call, innit? Roll call, a couple of uh, a couple of like photographers or visual artists that you'd recommend people go and check out. And, yeah. uh, and that maybe had some influence on you or? 100%. Um, there's loads. So Tim and Barry and yeah, Cleveland man. Aaron both came to my book launch and I nearly fell over because oh, they bless. are like you know, such legends. Yeah, man. And Cleveland is like a drum and bass photographer. He did loads of like knowledge magazine mm. photos and he was a massive influence yeah. on me. Knowledge so. was a really visual, knowledge was really visual as well, it man. So More than visual. a lot of them. Knowledge was sick. And like, so him, he turned up at my book launch and I honestly was just like, <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> um, so yeah, give those a shout. Um, Jason Evans is an amazing, he does like all four tets album covers. Yeah, yeah. Harkaran, who was around. Yeah, in the man, we love Hark. We love Hark. 
He's doing some brilliant work. Yeah, um, the, the projects, that I, the project that he's doing at the moment, or the stuff that I see he shares, is like, yeah, is really cool. He's so he's so good. Ashes, obviously, yeah, obviously, always. Sean Bloodworth, rest in peace. Yeah, RIP, Sean Bloodworth. Um, Yushi's doing some great work at the moment, doing like uh, sort of drum and bass and a lot of just everything. He's everywhere at the moment. There's loads. I mean, I, just, yeah. I love photography yeah. and I love music photographers, and I've got so much time yeah. for them. Um, there's never, I've never really sort of felt any comp competition between. Yeah. It's, it's all love, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I remember loads of people, nice loads people used to try and kind of like push that, like, oh, like, like, drums of the south and Ashes 57, like, oh, it's beef, <laughs> it's beef. And I was like, is it? There's never <laughs> is been... Is it? I thought, like, you know, no. there, were, there was kind of like, there did seem to be like, uh, like a handing over of the, the torch, but like you, you, I think you went to France to study for a year or two years, did you go yeah, to... Yeah, I didn't study, I just sort of... Just partied. Just had a, yeah, <laughs> literally, just had a break. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it did feel like that. It felt like handing handing yeah. the baton over, and yeah. it was it was nice in a way because, you know, I was had been photographing music for a while, and it, I just felt like I needed a change, yeah. and, and that, and suddenly loads loads more people with cameras were coming along. Yeah, yeah, and it was good because yeah. it felt like okay. This isn't my role or responsibility anymore, and that's quite a nice thing. Well, yeah. Also, when you went to when you went to France, then all of a sudden it was like. So much of your work had then consisted on event photography and, and music photography that all of a sudden you're like, just take it. I'm take now. I'm taking pictures. I'm yeah. like blue skies. Yeah. You know the one always sticks in my head is the road sign with the blue sky behind yeah. it and stuff like that. You know. Yeah. And, um, so it's been an absolute pleasure to have Georgina on the show. If you didn't know, I've known George for years. Drove me to my first ever dubstep booking. We nearly died. That's Sne not true. Sneezing while driving is lethal, <laughs> is what we took away from that. But um, I'm so happy for you, and it's so like, you know, to see it all. I know how long you've been like, how long you've wanted to execute the book, how long it's been like, um, like a motivation for you, and to see it. Not only did you execute it, but so well. Oh, thank you know you. what I mean. It's so well done, and um, absolutely like. Delighted to be able to like celebrate that with you and, and to share this with you. So so coming up now on Swoo, Pirate Copy, in the mix, end type mixing, drums of the South selection, next 25 minutes. Big up, George. Big Thanks up. Thanks, guys. So nice to be here. Thank you. Salute. You are listening to Pirate Copy.
no me no me nan one This one dedicated to all bad man Whether you from Manchester or London Whether you from out London or Brixton Put up on the hand, you know me nan do Side flow and I kill a man a road show So what brothers are me road deep pro? You don't wanna brush, we all step on with show You know I say a show, you know me nan three Put in the ganja and take out the seed Be all of me intelligent people on the roadside where I smoke weed Yes indeed, that's what we need Four, one time we talk, I'm not no more Sight them boy, I'm gonna kick off them door Kick off them door, I'm gonna run up with the four four You don't wanna see the four four five Boss my gun and them not stay alive Take where your son of mine, take where your wife And you don't know what's set, me I got still, I got stabbed with knife Tell them I walk with a man and six Them walk with knife when we walk with six Kill them and me I go down some pricks Down some pricks with a M16 Tell them I walk with a man and seven How much gun me bought for the week seven Man don't want to get one out of the seven Cause you only gonna get eleven Tell them I walk with a man and eight Bust my gunshot boy at the gate Me not really curious early all yet Bad man real with no fake Straight Tell them I walk with a man and nine Take with a nine SW9 Tech nine and a tech nine Boy them can't this is fine If my boy fuck with mine Then I get the ten Mac ten Pin a men a men and ten Tell them I'm ready now, tell them again No problem Peace gang Peace gang Peace gang Me and kill a man boss of the rich gang Peace gang Peace gang Peace gang Me and kill a man reload the big gang Shot in a face like dart in a board Real 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 Wait like you bumble wedding screen 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 Who can hear them mama I go feel Oh say what you know more me See me kind of roadside rolling Like say you feel it can rolling me have the machine ready for them, ready for them No me me have a strolling When the big dog rolling You don't want to see when one shot start beat It will be like when dog at each tribe Come in and stop in the wall out of them Tell you the truth I me not care about them Cause when me dump in the dump in the dump in the dump in the dump in them Me a go send my dump in for them Man a bad man from a long time I swear down you can all sold your people them Looking at my face brother man you don't wanna see man when me get evil then 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 You don't wanna see me get evil
Some manners don't like me, they try and bad mind me when Kano comes to town. All I say is mine's right, and they use the limelight when Kano comes around. Some try to screw me or even see me, but it don't work, cause the crowd don't boo me. You ain't a true G, I'm too deep up in Kano, stay on the ground. I ain't like most that roll around and kick shit off, I hold it down. But we're still gully, the only pop you'll hear from us is pop, pop, pop them out. Act up and get boxed in the mouth, cause you're just playing a gangster. You ain't never weighed it out, full of bouncer. You ain't never hit no blocks in your mouth. You ain't got love in northwest and south. And I'm a East boy, you're a cheap boy I finish it when you start the beef boy Girls like me, but I ain't a sweet boy So boy, don't think you can move to me You think I'll be your sleep boy Cause I'm on my P's and Q's That's why I make more peace than you's Even when I'm in freezing too Slip, there ain't no reason to Slipping, if there ain't a blitz between the clips That's slipping, no whip Out the man of linking chicks That's slipping, that's slipping if you see me and I ain't with my crew, believe I'm on my P's and Q's, even on my own too. That's the difference between me and you. If you see me and I ain't with my crew, believe I'm on my P's and Q's, even on my own too. That's the difference between me and you. If you see me and I ain't with my crew, believe I'm on my P's and Q's, even on my own too. That's the difference between me and you. If you see me and I ain't with my crew, believe I'm on my P's and Q's, even on my own too. That's the difference between me and you. I hate losing, so I get losing from London. To loot and I'm moving. I'm even murking overseas, and I got it locked from London to Leeds. Please, from time you heard me shine, now I'm big from London to Merseyside. You got lines, but you spit like nursery rhymes. This year's gotta be mine. I'm the first in line. Wow, you got your first rewind, but the second line sounded like the first line. I ain't got punchlines, I got kick lines, and I ain't commercial, but I got hit lines. I spit deep rhymes, but I got the girls on my side from the first rewind. You might see my face in the magazine or in a fur coat in face magazine, cause it's spreading the word down from rage that I've been, and they're bringing the purse down to pay for my team. I couldn't give a shit, I'm breaking the See, making a scene and start making a cream See, I'm on a gang with me And when you walk with a gang's the lead You're all talk, you don't wanna rap with me There's no jokes or no crack with me If you see me and I ain't with my crew Believe I'm on my P's and Q's Even on my own too That's the difference between me and you If you see me and I ain't with my crew Believe I'm on my P's and Q's Even on my own too That's the difference between me
surging excitement and power. People hearing it became caught up in a frenzy and couldn't help moving to this pulsating, almost religious speech. I was a ugly baby, now I'm a ugly man. Jumbo lips, spin out, mango pips, who's the fruit back? Love all the straggle man, she's jet like. Big, 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 Enough of them are going like they know me Heavy laden with these type of amazing brazen shit Some try me and cause the craving No touch what you can't afford Many lives come cheaper Let me get deeper I got this even in the sinew The membrane I rhyme and it hurts I so far from growing pain This mental is the source of Viagra Potent like the falls of Niagara When them one drop When them all Enough of them are going like they know me Champion belt and the trophy All them are blasting no so that was Drums of the South selecting, well, me on the decks as well, but that was Drums of the South selecting oi, 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 right oi, oi. here, Pirate Copy. Any last big ups? Yeah, I wanted to big up Alfie Allen as well, who designed the book. Yeah. I should have mentioned him when we were talking about visual artists, but um, so he really like... He really got the brief. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he yeah. got it, man. Um, I think he's got Bristol connections as well, funnily enough. So Hopefully yeah. he hears this big up. Yes. Big up, <laughs> Alfie. <laughs> right, should we uh, jump on a plane to uh, France? 100%. I'm going to go on the train because <laughs> I'm unvaccinated. <laughs> I prefer the train as well, actually. I'll jump on with you. Right, OBS. OBS. Are you there, mate? Yes, end time. Yes, brother, folks. Big up the whole pirate copy crew. I'm Rico OBF, streaming live and direct from France. Tonight we're gonna drop some dubs. Yes, sir. Dubs. So turn up the volume, turn up the bass loud, and get ready for the musical excursion. Right? Too. I too. 
what a curfew And it's a roadblock too Watch on your step because a curfew drop Police and soldier die up and lip black Them say the place fill up from 6 o'clock Every club, every bar and every shop Lock Step wise, nobody push your luck Yeah, now make them fling you up in a them truck Them dig down Vincent from me to toe Them say nobody can pass it I did not show up Oh, what a curfew and it's a roadblock too Oh, what a curfew And it's a roadblock too Hands in the air And make sure you're clean, yeah Not, you're gonna jail this morning If me search you and find the legal thing Then you will know how to run the scene, yeah Who oh, not about to not run the area, yeah but right now me completely take over Every street, avenue, lane and corner Restore law and order Oh what a curfew And it's a roadblock too Oh what a curfew And it's a roadblock too A curfew in a New York A curfew in a London in a Paris, a curfew in a Japan, yeah. A curfew all over. A curfew in a Jamaica, Galang. I just check the curfew. You know, when I feel like it, you know what I mean? Oh, what a curfew! And it's a roadblock too. Oh, what a curfew! Yes, so this one is a brand new straight out of the Dub Quick Records family. Thompson Sons and OBF collaboration. Featuring Lynn by Thompson and Nazomba the Dub Poet. Yes. And now people it's time for the Turkish Dub Experience.
Big open type, pokes, love from the OBF family, you know? And we move into this one, Telly, Nasomba, and OBF. Do me right.
sur sous-FM pour Pirate Copy. Yes
from my brother Telly Original Vapor Dub Master, yes? Enjoy the right pirate copy Out of the OBF Dub Quick Studio, yes? Direct on SWFM Pirate Copy Radio Show. Once again, big up end time, folks. And we move into the last tune. Dope plate style, original road dub. Warriors. Jamaican Stevie Wonder, man like Frankie Paul. Don't play business. Shout out OBF, shout out my brother Rico, and uh, 
I always I didn't know Rico was in France. I met Rico back in the day in Geneva. At, you spun me out earlier. At the zoo, you were like France. I was like, nah, bro, it's it's, uh, it's Switzerland. <laughs> I thought I got it all wrong. Nah, it's I thought me. at least I didn't get it wrong when we were recording. I'm like, I've known the geezer for years. <laughs> no, he's in France, hundred percent. Shout out Rico and our OBF crew. Salute, salute. And um, I feel like now a little bit of the past, the present, and the future is needed. Yes, mate. So uh, let's give old Defuse a shout. Get Defuse on the blower. And we've been talking about dub plates and vinyl a lot tonight. So we this have. one fits in nice. This is Defuse, past, present, and future. All vinyl mix right here on the Pirate Copy. Swoo! Yeah, 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 yeah
Defuse, past, present, and future vinyl mix. Shout out Defuse and the whole Immortal Music crew, large up. We got all the Croydon heads. Yeah, man, Croydon gang all day, all day. Uh, that, that's it, mate. Last We're done. That's it. That's We're it. done. Another episode. Yeah. What a load of fun. That was a good one today. Many thanks to... Down in sunny Hastings. We come to Hastings, yeah. But obviously yeah. we're also live in Bristol. It's, it's complicated. Uh, yeah. It's complicated. <laughs> but obviously we'd love to thank Defuse. Well, well I'm going to thank Defuse. Going to thank Rico OBF. Yep. And of course, our guest. Drums of the South. Thanks. I'm going to thank Pokes. I'm going to thank Entype. <laughs> Thanks, guys. No, wicked. Big Thanks up, Georgie. Thanks to the listeners as well. Nice one. The word is listener. <laughs> we're, working, we're working on listeners. At the moment, it's just listener. <laughs> right. We'll see, see you next, next month. You are listening to... Hurry, copy!